Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we have a return guest. He's one of the few. We, we have had a couple of return guests on the show, but uh, this is definitely part of an elite club. This is elite status when you get asked back to the e-commerce Evolution Podcast. We did also realize that it's been three years, three years since we've had this guest on. Hey, Brett Curry here. I've got an important question for you. Where will your next big idea come from? Where will your next big breakthrough come from? Or where will your next little tweak or little improvement come from? Have a suggestion. Check out our guides and resources at omgcommerce.com. Are you looking to enhance your YouTube ads game? We have two of the best YouTube ad resources that are completely free. Our YouTube ad examples and templates guide and our guide to getting authentic video customer testimonials. But it doesn't stop there. We also have guides on how to maximize sponsor brand video on Amazon and Amazon DSP and Google Shopping and a variety of other things. So get these free guides, give them to your team, even share them with your agency. Just take advantage of these resources and up your game. Let OMG Commerce help. And now back to the show. I am uh, excited to welcome to the show again, Mr. Chris Lynch of Everyday California. Chris, what's up, man? How's it going? What's up, buddy? Good to good to hear you. Good to see you. Yeah, um, you as well. Stoked to be back. I didn't realize it's been three years. It's pretty wild. I know time time flies. So we've been we've known each other a long time. You know, you're, you're a client and a and a, mm-hmm. and a bro. So we uh, we run your Google Ads and stuff, and we hang out in San Diego on occasion because I like to get out there as much as I can, uh, even maybe once uh, during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway, excited to talk about a few things. I want to first get everybody caught up. I want people to hear the story of Everyday California. Mm-hmm. And quick uh, shout out. I, I am wearing... Watching, <laughs> there it is. Watching the video, I am wearing an Everyday Cali shirt today in mm-hmm. honor of this this interview. So I want everybody... I'm wearing a hat, thankfully. You know, I probably should rep my own brand. <laughs> uh, you you probably should, but that, that does... Well, it is. Yeah, stuff. it is. Yeah, it, it is. is everyday. Okay. everyday okay. Yeah, these are the new... We're doing all these new beach hats for up and down the coast. So different, different beaches. So just the different beaches in San Diego. You're, you're yeah, Pacific work. beach, ocean beach, mission beach, all that good stuff. Just nice. for fun. A little and capsule collection. Gotta be a La Jolla Shores hat, I would assume, yeah. or the Shores. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So I want to get everybody caught up. I want people to hear kind of the, the backstory of everyday California. And then what we're going to talk about is how you've successfully taken one business, which is your, your core business of adventure that we'll talk about in a minute. And you've used that to successfully launch other spinoffs, other related product offerings, even some, some license deals that are, are, are really interesting and I think informative. And so uh, if you would, just tell everybody kind of how, how you got your start. What is Everyday California? You tell, tell us the story. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Everyday California, uh, we're an ocean adventure and lifestyle brand. So we do kayaking, paddleboarding, surfing, snorkeling. Uh, we do tours, lessons, and rentals, um, and that's kind of the genesis of our business. Um, and then we also do men's, women's, and kids' apparel and accessories. Um, so pretty much everything from hats and t-shirts, which is how we started, um, to flip-flops and uh, water bottles and towels. And we have a beer and we're working on a sunscreen. And we have all different types of, of product offerings, and, and which is why we 
we truly believe we are a lifestyle brand because we, we do everything in the ocean and then we, we make products uh, for all different types of lifestyle activities. Yeah, and it's just a super fun brand. And I will give a, a quick shout out. Uh, San Diego is one of my favorite spots. We, we try to go at least a few times a year, even though we live in Missouri, uh, we make it out there. Uh, La Jolla is next level, which is where you guys are located. La Jolla is like the best. And, and so I will say, if, if you're out there, you have to do the kayak tours that Everyday California uh, puts on. It's just a, a unique experience. There's, there's no place like La Jolla. Also, if you want to pick up surfing, which I, I've really worked hard to try to learn surfing over the last couple of years. I, I surf. I could label myself a, a really, I'm a good surfer for uh, my area of the country. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. You've had a couple of lessons with us, right? Yeah, I did. I, and, and you guys, you guys did the you know, quick plug. If you want to take surf lessons, the, the, the group at Everyday Cali, awesome. Really help you out. Patient, but good, you know, good uh, instructors as well. So you got to check that out. And, and what's also interesting is you hang out in the Everyday Cali shop, uh, you know, whether you're waiting for your surfboard or waiting for your kayak tour, people are actively shopping your apparel. Like this is not just a, hey, we, we you know, called up a, a screen printer and they threw our logo on some t-shirts and now we're, we're hawking them in the shop, right? This, you guys have really developed some fantastic products. Uh, it, it's a brand. You can tell a lot, of, a lot of thought, a lot of care went into that. And so yeah, we've got, we've got product developers uh, working with us uh, all the time and yeah, you're right. And that's the one thing. And I'm glad that you, you mentioned that because a lot of people do think, oh, well, you know, you're just the, uh, the tourist spot and, and you're printing, printing, uh, blanks, uh, or printing logos on blanks. But, but yeah, I mean, we're manufacturing, uh, in not only the U S but Mexico, China, Brazil, Vietnam, um, and, and really creating, creating products and not just printing on blanks. Yeah. Was that, was that kind of the goal from the beginning uh, when you started doing, you know, cause you started with kayak tours, right? That was the very first thing you did. Yeah. Did you always think that there's going to be a lifestyle brand, you know, apparel is going to be next or, or did you, did that come later? Um, it was, it was in the initial concept. I mean, that was really what we wanted to do was use the platform that we had to build a bigger brand um, and, and build that lifestyle around uh, the ocean and around all the activities that we do. Um, you and I have talked and, and I can tell a story um, quickly, but yeah, when we started, uh, it was myself um, and a business partner. Uh, we had uh, some pickup trucks or we had a pickup truck, uh, some kayaks, a cell phone and an iPad. And we basically uh, kept them at a storage unit and we would wake up early in the morning and drive down to the beach and drop everything off. And while we're in the truck, I'd make calls, return calls to like Groupon customers to get them to come out on the ocean with us. Uh, so what started... Partner, you, guys were, you guys were tour guides and everything? Was, you were doing the We were thing. tour guides. We were washing wetsuits. We were moving boats. We were store, going to the storage unit. I mean, we were up at 6 a.m. moving those things and, you know, putting a rope around them and driving them down to the beach. And and it was it was everything. I mean, it, no one was answering the phones when we were in the water. So you would like do a two hour kayak tour, run out of the water, check the phones, all that. We we quickly learned that we needed a couple employees, so we did we did hire on a couple of buddies right away. Um, and it just evolved from there. You know, we opened our first store, uh, about five hundred square foot shoebox. I wouldn't even call it a store. Uh, our first little area to operate out of. Um, uh, eight months in, uh, we were and able is that to get where, it was the original shop. Is that where the, is that where the, that awesome taco place is now? Yeah, that's where the taco yeah, place okay. is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> place is tiny. Um, it's, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a shoebox for real. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that's, and then that's where the genesis of the brand comes from. That's where that started. Uh, once we had the little store, it was okay. Let's now let's make those, let's print on those blanks and, yeah. and sell something. So we had a t-shirt and a hat. And, you know, once we sold out our first 24 hats, we, we were 48 hats and 
once we sold all those 48, we made 100 and, and we kind of just started from there. And it was, it was one product at a time, one hat, one t-shirt, one tank top, all that stuff. And then that's when the, the brand, um, you know, kind of really started to grow. And then the company itself started to grow um, as we continue to get more customers, as we kind of get busier and have more kayak tours, uh, more paddleboard rentals, whatever it may be. Uh, we had to hire on more and more people. And now sitting at today, we have uh, we have about 80 employees and we see about 75,000 customers a year that go out on the ocean with us. Um, crazy, man. That's so, crazy. Yeah. 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 And the it's a well-oiled machine, man. I mean, the, the, the tours are fun. I've done like four now and I'm still not tired of it. Uh, but yeah, the, the check-in process is smooth. The way the employees treat you as you're out there is just it's, it's just awesome. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the, the apparel and and how you know I love how you kind of got started with just just one t-shirt, one hat, and did well there. Did you start with the? I'm wearing the El Clasico. Is this what you started with? That or? is the original. Yeah, that's the original print. I'm you know we had it in the one color. We had it in a charcoal. Uh, like a heather charcoal tri blend, that was my favorite. Um, basically, my favorite blank, mm-hmm. um, and that was the original design, the original flag design that everybody loves. Uh, it's still one of our top sellers today. I think you know it's a legacy product that we'll always keep around. Um, we're definitely, uh, you know, that went on everything at the beginning. Uh, we're definitely evolving the brand now. Uh, we have a lot more product offerings, a lot more designs. Uh, we're trying to get more technical with our gear. Um, we actually just brought in the, um, one of the original, uh, founders of blenders eyewear, um, the original designer awesome. and founder. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, he sold his part of the company uh, a couple of years back and has been, um, you know, doing some outside design work and consulting and having a good time. And, um, we were friends when he started blenders and I started everybody in California. Uh, so I don't know if everybody on this podcast knows who Blenders is, but they're a major eyewear brand now. Huge um, eyewear brand. And what a great story. I mean, it's kind of similar beginnings, right? Just real, real humble, a couple dudes. Very similar. And then an, yeah. an eyeglass uh, company that's yeah. just exploded. Exploded. And so him and I uh, were, were roommates and he actually was uh, working uh, for us when when they when they had started Blenders just prior to that um, and helping out. And now, uh, you know, things have come full circle and, and we've got him now as our brand manager and our design lead. So, uh, we're really pushing and hoping to push the envelope of of our designs and our capabilities uh, now that the team is growing a lot. That's awesome. I love that. And, and what's what's really interesting, you know, kind of hearing you tell the story, uh, reminds me of this this principle that Jim Collins teaches. Jim Collins, author of Good to Great, Built to Last, and other uh, amazing books. He talks about you know successful companies fire bullets first and then cannonballs. So kind of use a, a ship metaphor. Companies that that tend to make big mistakes, maybe crippling mistakes, fire cannonballs first. And then, you know, maybe they realize they're out of money or out of whatever. Uh, but it seems like you guys have done that uh, consistently where, hey, like we, we believe we can make apparel work. So here's one shirt or here's one hat. And then it, it sells out, it's successful. So now you, you begin to uh, expand. Um, so, so talk about what, what does that process look like as you had those initial successes with, with shirts how do you decide where to go next? Is it just like you guys are really creative and, and you're trying to design for stuff that you like? Or are you asking people, doing research? What, what, what are you doing? No, I mean, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We, we, we continue to fire bullets. We, we really don't throw a lot of big, crazy ideas out there. Um, we can't afford to invest in, in crazy ideas um, just because, A, we are a seasonal business. So we really learn how to manage cash flow early on. Right when when you start to when you start to grow as a 
as a kayak company and a surf company and, and you know, your, your whole business is adventure and tourism in the water, um, those customers go away in the wintertime. You know, um, even though winter is still nice in San Diego, it's slow. Winter down is time. still beautiful, but it definitely, I mean, you're, you know, you got 60% less, 70% less people, um, around and coming out on the water. Um, so as we developed products over time, it, it was really a bullet here and a bullet there. Um, and they were natural progressions, right? You make a t-shirt first. And then after you make a t-shirt, you make a, um, a tank top. And then once you figure that out, you you make a sweatshirt because you're heading into the winter and you you hope that some people will buy those sweatshirts. Um, and this was also at the beginning of kind of the e-commerce, I would say, revolution, right? Um, we Our first website was on WordPress. We couldn't even really sell a product on there. Uh, I don't think we dove into Shopify until maybe... Uh, I'd have to look, but maybe 2015, 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, and that's when we started to sell online a little bit. Uh, we were so focused on our own retail in store and our customers in store that um, we didn't really get that up and running. And again, it was just it was a natural progression of, hey, let's kind of master, let's figure out what our best hoodie is and our best material and our, our best ideas around that before we, you know, make a a lycra um, UPF uh, shirt for the water, you know, which is much more custom and much more, uh, much harder to make. Uh, so one, one, definitely one thing at a time. Uh, and when it comes to product development, again, uh, we try and base it on what we're doing around the water. Um, we don't try and expand outside of our uh, capabilities too much. Uh, we know, we know where we are. We know what we're good at. Uh, we've, you know, we're not trying to compete with O'Neill to make the best wetsuits. That's not our, our business. Um, but we do have a really cool floating waterproof hat that we made that works really well for our guides and works awesome for our surf instructors. And it just fits the brand, fits the vibe. And to develop a floating waterproof hat is a hell of a lot easier than to develop a uh, a wetsuit for men and women in 10 different sizes in different um uh, you know, thicknesses and, and all of that. So we develop products that we, we know that we can hopefully hit home runs with without um, breaking the bank and, and without, um, you know, hiring on the 10 technical designers. Yeah, yeah. And so is, do you have like a detailed process that you go through to, you know, evaluate what was it going to cost actually, you know, do, do R&D for this product and then manufacture it? And then what is what does the demand actually look like for this product? Because yeah, you mentioned wetsuits. Yeah. And it's only just people that live there that are probably going to buy wetsuits, right? Everybody mm-hmm. else is going to rent them and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, what's, what's your process there as you're looking at a new product? And if it's, if it's more just kind of organic kind of feeling out, that's cool too. Yeah. So it has been just organic and it yeah. has been like, hey, we like that. Let's try and make that. And then it goes over to uh, to Brody, who is our, our kind of uh, logistics manager and product developer. He works with all the manufacturers. We give him an idea, you know, if we have an idea, he can kind of take that idea and, and chop it around and, and see how much it costs. And and we can make a decision on, you know, how much time needs to be invested, how much money needs to be invested. Um, we are, and this is part of the reason why we have hired, you know, Blake as our brand manager now is to tighten that process up. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to get, we're not going to be able to get to the next step without more standard operating procedures in place. Uh, we've been able to, we've been lucky enough to be successful um, in the ways that we're doing things, but they're not, it's not the way we should be doing things. We develop products as we go along. As we think something's cool, we make it, we drop it, and you never, you know. And we have we've had a lot of issues in the past with, okay, it's it's February or it's March, and we want to make this cool new board short, and then 
we get the, the designs and then we get the samples from China and those take six weeks. And then they come back and say, they, you know, okay, you got to order a thousand of these and then they need another three months to manufacture them. And then they sit and go to customs and then they're sitting at customs for a month. And like, next thing you know, you got a thousand board shorts and it's like the end of August and the summer's basically over. You're like, oh man. So we were trying to get a lot, a lot better at that. Um, and I changed those processes. Uh, we still like throwing things at the wall. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you I don't throw things at the wall all the time. That we I think just, that's just part of the creative the process. Or that's part of being yeah. entrepreneur. Like you have to have that. I think most yeah. entrepreneurs just have that inside them. Like they, they have to be kicking out new ideas, and it's I do, have to do it exactly right. And you know, we're, I mean, we're having this conversation in August now, and I know it sounds early, but we we're looking at developing a flannel shirt that has like a bottle opener in it. And it's a little bit thicker um, and potentially has a little bit of water wicking to it. And that product we would like to drop in like um, November, you know, October, November, we're already behind the ball on that. And we've, we've worked with the manufacturer and we've realized that for the quantity that we want to do, because we have no idea how it's going to do, how well it's going to sell, it'd be like a small capsule um, collection that the cost per shirt would be something like $38, um, which if That's you're in the world of apparel cost. is very expensive on the cost side. Um, but it might be something that we'll, we'll, you know, we might, we might try and make a hundred of them and, and see what happens. And hopefully they come in in, in November, but Again, this is why we're bringing in, this is why I'm hiring more people and bringing in more people because these processes and procedures need to be tightened up a lot more. Um, you know, I've, I've learned as being a CEO uh, that I my time is so scattered and so all yep. over the place that I, I, as much as I would love to sit and develop every single new product and, and create that timeline and design and um, go back to, you know, when we first started and I was on Photoshop, learning Photoshop on how to make things. Uh, now my time is spent between, uh, you know, meeting with the accountants and then meeting with the lawyers and then meeting with the city officials and then meeting with our, our managers and our directors. And, and so um, dialing all of that in and, and just kind of becoming more of a, a, a thought leader um, and not yeah. being as hands on. And, and you've done it and just, you know, being able to observe, you know, for several years, you've done a great job of that. And it's interesting. Sure. And then I'm, I'm the same way, you know, just in a different world, the agency world where it's very easy for me just to want to get into some of the details and like craft campaigns and do some of the stuff that I've done for years and that I'm good at. But really the highest and best use of your time as a CEO is often to get the best out of your people and to inspire them and equip them and train them and give them everything they need to do what they need to do because you, you could very quickly become your own bottleneck and like the MV thing that slows down your business and keeps that next great product from being introduced. And so, so you've done a really good job of, of that. So, so yeah, so that, that's, that's awesome. Now, uh, I do have just a quick question because this, this is fascinating to me. So a flannel shirt with a bottle opener in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a few other yeah. are, are uh, do, you, do you do the guys at William Painter, William Painter sunglasses? Yeah. Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, they're right here in Pacific Beach, right with me. They are, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Well, I'm wearing my Pacific Beach hat, right? I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're buddies of mine. They've got the hook on their sunglasses to pop open yeah. the, the bottles, which is cool. I bought a pair of flip flops a few years ago. Um, not not everyday California brand, which was a mistake. It's Reef, but uh, Reef has that. Uh, Reef has that uh, that trademark. Is, with, uh, the, with the bottle opener on. The, with the bottle opener, yeah, they originally did that with Mick Fanning, uh, like fifteen years ago or something like that. Uh, I don't know if the patent on it has expired because it's potential that other companies are doing it now. But it was Reef who originally. I think I think they are Reef. Uh, yeah. 
flip-flops. Although after you wear flip-flops and especially in a COVID world, like it, that's kind of the last place I want to put my beverage is right where the underneath part of my foot. Anyway. Uh, I never used it. I never used it either. I I've mean, that was my whole day. Either. I was like, I don't want to put my foot on the top of my beer, the bottom of my shoe. Yeah. But, yeah. No I mean, where I've been walking. Yeah. But they've probably sold a hundred million of those things. So. You know, isn't that, isn't that, and hate on it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a good idea yeah. before you start wearing them maybe, but uh, anyway, so where did that, where did yeah. that idea come from? So bottle opener on a flannel shirt, was that just a crazy idea or did, did, uh, was there an interesting story? That uh, it came from the staff, you know, it yeah. came from the staff that, um, I, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was Brody and Robin who is our, um, Oh, I, we have, sorry, we have company. I'm working from home um, because it's, it's hey, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is getting pretty, pretty normal for everybody, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you guys are, yeah. you guys are on the e-commerce influence podcast right now. <laughs> I think that was that was like I can't believe I'm actually on this podcast because of, I, I, I believe that's what they said. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm on this podcast. <laughs> uh, um, no, normal, like kids. Photo. I've had I've had my kids interrupt doing crazy things and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What were we? Uh, we were talking about. about oh, yeah, the bottle. Of bottle okay. So I believe it was uh, it was Brody and Robin and Jana. Uh, they're on our our brand team. So graphic designer, um, basically social media manager and photographer, and then uh, logistics and product development. So those guys have, um, have really stepped up. Again, it's a matter of me trying to let get out of the way um, and let everybody do their thing, you know, yep. Um, yep. let them come up with ideas. Let, let those them develop ideas products. come out of the team and they've got them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Fantastic. So, and, and I would be much more likely to use the bottle opener that was attached to my shirt than I would the bottom of my shoe. So absolutely. Uh, now, let me ask you, would you want it on the pocket of the flannel or on the bottom of the flannel? Dude, I think, uh, I mean, it w I would have to see it. I'd have to see it. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to yeah. go bottom of the flannel though. I think that's gotcha. like a little right. inconspicuous. Yeah. Little it's kind of cool. Yeah. You're opening it down there versus like up yeah. here. Yeah. A little awesome it's true. Open. It's true. I've got like long arms, and so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so these that, are things fun. we talk about around the office. Yeah, well, at home now. <laughs> fun stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, virtually now, I guess. But yeah, um, awesome. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, some of the the partnerships, and so partnerships, licensing deals. I know there's there's some awesome things that can come from that. There are real horror stories and and or just kind of meh stuff that can come out of that, but. Um, talk about your journey there, because I think that that's an area that not a lot of people, uh, that's a path that not a lot of people go down. And I think it, it all starts with the fact that you put so much time and attention and energy into creating this brand, this brand that's really cool and this brand that other people want to be a part of. Uh, so if you just had a real cheesy, you know, brand, no one would want to do this with you. Yeah. Uh, but talk about some of the, the licensing and partnership deals, uh, good, the good, the bad, and otherwise. Yeah, so um, so we first got introduced to licensing uh, back in 2015. Uh, we were approached by a company called Cherokee Global Brands. So Cherokee Global Brands is a um, major licensee. They own the Cherokee brand, which was in Target for forever and has been around, I believe, since since the 80s. Uh, they That's also right. own yeah, they also own Tony Hawk. Um, they own Liz Lang. Um, they own. Uh, they own. They now own um, High Tech. Uh, they own Magnum Boots. They own a lot of a lot of companies and a lot of licenses. Uh, so we first uh, partnered with them in in 2015, and that licensing deal was essentially for them to do our mass market retail. Um, so your 
uh, your targets, uh, your Coles, your, your, you know, potentially Walmarts or Ross or, you know, all of the big JC Penney's, a lot of companies, um, major retailers. Um, and then they were going to do that as well as our international, uh, licensing. So when we first started, um, you know, we, our first, uh, stores we were in were, uh, actually Sears Canada <laughs> was the first Crazy. licensing deal. Yeah. Um, and currently we only have one licensing deal through Cherokee. They're actually now known as Apex Brands. Um, and that is in Mexico, uh, I believe about 400 stores in Mexico. Um, so it was an interesting learning experience. Um, you know, there are a lot of ups and downs with licensing. Um, I don't, I might have done things differently. I was a little bit younger. Um, and now, you know, having a partner one, is one of the great. issues with licensing is you, you lose control, right? For, you for do, that, you do lose, yeah. you do lose some control. So, so they, um, they technically own a portion of our intellectual property that is, you know, licensed out to other companies around, around the globe, essentially. Um, now they don't own all of our intellectual property. Say, for example, right now we are working on our sunscreen. Um, our sunscreen has been in development for about 18 months. Now we own that intellectual property for everyday California, for our bear, for our trade, our name, uh, our word mark, and we can do with it what we please without, you know, having to really ask anybody. Um, however, creating a sunscreen is very difficult. Um, we're not white labeling this stuff. We're not just going down and, you know, slapping our name on a, on a random bottle of sunscreen and selling it out. Um, we brought in a, a different licensing partner who basically is licensing out our name and helping us develop the product. Uh, it's a different type of contract where it's a, it's a shorter term. It's not a forever and perpetuity deal. It's more of like a three, uh, three year deal, five year deal with, you know, some revenue goals and kickers there. Um, but we did that because we have no experience with this. Um, you know, I've never developed a skincare product before. And we right, were right. very... From apparel to something like skincare, I mean, more regulations, mm -hmm. more complexity, just all kinds of stuff yeah. you wouldn't know. Tons of things you wouldn't know. Um, and also, we wanted to be reef safe. We wanted to be environmentally friendly. We wanted to be, you know, every every little uh, sticker you see on a bottle that not GMO and vegan and cruelty-free. And, and, you know, we wanted all of that because we're an ocean adventure company. Our brand stems from the ocean. Our... Our employees are in the ocean every day. We wanted to make sure that this stuff was not hurting the environment. Uh, so we developed a formula with uh, our licensing partner with uh, different labs, so actual scientists, which is crazy, <laughs> to put um, sea kelp and algae um, into so cool. the... Yeah. yeah, it's really, really cool because we, we have... a. Um, uh, we're, we're part of 1% for the planet, so we donate 1% of our revenue uh, to charity. And the one that we work really closely with is called Green Wave. And they are, they basically are kelp farmers, uh, which is a whole nother conversation that we can talk about. But that's why we wanted kelp in there. Um, and they brought in uh, employees from Estee Lauder uh, to help develop it. We used our uh, internal design team to design packaging alongside of another company that only designs packaging for uh, consumer product, uh, CPG, so consumer product goods. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Consumer, <laughs> consumer packaged goods, right? Sorry, consumer packaged. I knew I was saying it wrong. Consumer packaged goods. So we brought in a designer to do that. Um, and that is, so that's a totally different licensing deal than the other licensing deal with apparel. Um, right. However, both of those, we have the ability to sell. We have the contracts uh, in all those contracts that we are the sole online retailer. 
Um, and it's great because I, you know, made, we made these deals, the original Cherokee deal so long ago that online wasn't as big as it is now. Right. And I said, there's no way we're giving up anything online. So we did it. And so we have the same deal with, um, we have the same deal with our sunscreen or anything that we do. We control everything that's, that's online. And basically all the messaging for Everyday California comes out of my office and our team, um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's ups and downs about licensing. Those are just literally two examples of licensing. Another really cool license we've done is uh, the Everyday California IPA, uh, which is a beer. And we do that yep. through Resident Brewing here in San Diego. Um, just another really fun thing to do. You license it did you out. Do that because, did you do that mainly for the fun factor or was it... Was it 100% for the fun business? factor. It, <laughs> okay. It's a little bit of business, but it's a marketing play, you know, and it's a loosely, I would even say it's a, it's hard to say it's a license. It's, it's like a loosely based collaboration where there is like a small licensing agreement in it. And it's cool marketing for us. It's fun for them. It's you know, we changed that, our logo. Put that beer on your, on your uh, t-shirts. You got guys drinking the everyday California, people drinking the everyday California, you know, beer yeah. locally. It's, it's super. Yeah. Cool. We're in like, you know, we're in like 20 plus bars around here in San Diego and La Jolla. So it's just cool to, you see our tap and it's got the everyday California bear, but instead of holding a, um, holding a surfboard, he's holding a, a basically a, a pint glass. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, so those are licensing opportunities that way. We're we are launching. A, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Another one, just fun. I like to do this. Uh, we're doing a um, CBD license with um, Sunday Scaries. Yep, yep. So Sunday Scaries is a fantastic brand. I've tried the product; is really good. Amazing. Um, He's yeah. um, Mike Sill and, and Bo over there at, at the team over there. We're we're friends. We're in the same entrepreneur organization together, and it just made sense. Hey, we're Everyday California. They're Sunday Scaries. You know, they have a gummy bear. We have a bear holding a surfboard. Um, California and CBD and and the marijuana industry and and all that is just like all goes hand in hand. So we said, you know, let's, let's, let's do this collaboration. So, uh, September one, we are uh, dropping the, um, everyday scaries, uh, collection. So we've got their custom gummies for us, um, custom packaging, all kinds of cool stuff. And then we, uh, switched Brutus out our bear for a gummy bear. So now we've got a gummy bear holding a surfboard, uh, and we've created all these really cool graphics and we're doing cool, um, cool t-shirts and hats. And it's just, you know, that's again, that's another quote unquote licensing deal, but it's more of a it's more of a collaboration. Co brand, it's kind of a co branding opportunity. It's a co brand collaboration. Uh, we get introduced to their customer base, they get introduced to our customer base, um, and uh, and we just have fun with it. You know, I, I ordered a uh, I ordered a big inflatable uh, gummy bear that uh, we're gonna have one of our guys go out and surf. Uh, and our both of our brand teams are going to take photos and going, do a he's real going to surf cool photo shoot. The bear. He's going to he's, he's going to surf the gummy bear. He's going to surf on the gummy bear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of good things that can come out of a license deal. Sure, sure, they can fall through or maybe not live up to expectations or whatever. But you know, you get to leverage expertise that you don't have and distribution networks that you don't have and just talent that you don't have. Uh, mm -hmm. But then also you get to expand your line, right? And, and you get to do something fun like like the gummies where your customers are probably a good percentage of them would want to give a, a try to a mm -hmm. CBD product and, and same with their customers wanting to buy, you know, something of, of yours as well. Yeah. So um, when do you, how do you kind of evaluate a deal to to understand this is good for my brand or this is potentially just a, a, a distraction because... As entrepreneurs, we love ideas. We love deal making and things like that. How do you determine if something is good long term versus a distraction? And obviously, you can't know everything before yeah. you start. But 
Yeah, I mean, I think at the beginning when we when I first when we first started the company, you say yes to everything, right? You're just excited that people like accept you or, <laughs> or like you. You know, when somebody comes to you and they have a deal and they have an idea, you're like, yes, 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 say yes, yes to everything. Um, now we've been through so many and we have so many. We have just much more opportunities. Um, if it doesn't, it you, I feel like you can just feel when it's right. You know, we we know when it's right. You know when it fits the brand, um, you know that everyday California IPA and beer just feels right. Like California was big a bit into IPAs. Yeah, IPAs um, are hot right now, especially with, with yeah. the younger generations and stuff. Yeah. And, and as soon as you start thinking about it, you're like, Oh, imagine the, what the apparel ideas we could do or, or think about what the, the tap at the bar would look like. And it used to start to, you can just feel it and you, you know, when something's right. I think the most important thing is to uh, make sure that if you're going to do a licensing deal or a collaboration, uh, that you have the contracts down in a in an extremely favorable way. I think um, as long as as long as you're comfortable with with the contracts and and with what the agreement is ahead of time, you're you're it's going to be whether it's it's successful uh, to your wildest imagination and everyone's making money. And that contract is is solid, or whether it's a huge flop, and and you can get out and forget about it, and you know no one really saw it. Uh, you need to have that in place so that um, it, it, you're just taken care of. You're just protected. Yeah, you know? I mean, with, without very- that, you're just you're asking for a, a complete nightmare and likely legal battles. I think some sometimes entrepreneurs want to avoid some of the legal hassles because we we don't like to do that. It slows us down. We like to get deals done. But mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. don't do the legal stuff up front, the legal stuff will come back to get you in the end. And yeah. so it's not not worth yeah. it. Do you recommend then like finding an attorney that specializes in in IP issues and licensing deals and stuff like that? Or is that like hundred percent? hundred percent. Yeah, we have an amazing um licensing attorney uh based out of New York who has represented some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment and amazing, uh, firm, amazing guy. And, uh, that's just the work that he did five years ago. I, you don't understand it or realize it at the time, you know, the contracts are so big and you're negotiating uh, 50 different deal points. And then you look back five years now and you're like, Oh, that's why that's in there. Yeah, that's why yeah. this clause so is glad, in there. So that's glad. why that is. It's so glad you do, you do it right. Um, you know, these collaboration deals, you don't... Sunday Scaries, I'm good friends with the guys. I wouldn't... It's a licensing deal, but it's a collaboration. We don't really have... You know, it's and not... That's not like a, it's like a big... It's not a formal thing. thing. It's a fun it's, thing. It's like the beer. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a long-term thing. They're not going to be selling everyday Scaries gummy bears uh, forever. It's like a one-month thing. They're doing it. We're doing it. We're dropping it. It's going to be fun. Then it's over. Um, they make their money on CBD. We make our money on apparel. Boom. Uh, you know, we're done. Yep. That's not, you know, that's not a bigger deal when you're talking about uh, a sunscreen license or a licensing deal with uh, with Cherokee Global Brands, or if you're working with major retailers or things like that. So. Cool. So I, lo- I love the the way you describe it there that it just it feels right, right? And and, and yeah. a lot about a brand is about perception and does this line up? And will somebody look at this and say, oh yeah, of course, the Everyday California IPA or of? And I really think people will do that with sunscreen, right? And I want to talk about more about the sunscreen product just a little bit here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our last topic, but I think people will look at sunscreen and say, of course, like they're, they're out on the water and yeah. they're, they're out there like, you have to have sunscreen. 
and most sunscreen is terrible, right? If you, yeah, yeah. I remember that realization when I started learning that, you know, maybe, so obviously we've you know, been trained that skin cancer is bad and it is. Yeah. But then when you realize that, yes, this, if you use the wrong sunscreen, it may be doing as much damage or more than, than just without it. And so it's like, okay, well, this is terrible. Um, yeah. So, so why did you choose sunscreen? And let's talk through that because that is a you, know, you kind of hinted about it. You know, talked about it a little yeah. bit before. That's a big departure from adventure and apparel mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so you hit the nail on the head with yes. It just makes sense for us. It's another one of those when you have the aha moment and you're like, we're selling a ton of sun bum in store. Um, they have a great brand. Why can't we do that? You know, um, there's no reason why we can't create our own sunscreen and, and figure this thing out. Uh, so that was one thing uh, that it just made sense. Number two, looking at... It tied into your mission, mission too, so right? It ties into the brand, yeah. ties into the mission, which is a nice little bonus. Exactly. It ties into all of it, right? And our, our thing is make fun happen, create cool products, and use business to improve the environment, right? So uh, we'll improve the environment with this product because it's not going to be terrible for the environment like every other sunscreen, right? We're trying to be as natural as possible and make this uh, as environmentally friendly as possible. Um, create cool products, right? It's a dope product, you know? I, we think it's a cool product. Uh, I think totally. it spells great. You, it goes on you should, easy. Yes, spray yeah. on, goes on easy. Yeah, uh, I mean, you should have seen me, you know, at, at all the different perfume stores, uh, like smelling different scents as we're, <laughs> we're making this, you know? Um, and we finally decided on a, on a scent that we're calling Malibu Beach. Malibu um, Beach, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a cool product. Um, and then make fun happen. So that's this is part of making fun happen, right? We When you're out on the ocean with us, when you're in the water, when you're kayaking, you're paddleboarding, you're surfing, whatever it is, you're in having fun, but you still need this product, right? Uh, so it fits it completely in with our brand message. And then also in order to scale, um, as, we, as I look to grow into the future, as we grow the brand online, as we make more apparel, um, and as we see what's going on with e-commerce in general, consumer packaged goods is one area that is just absolutely on fire. Yep. Consumer packaged goods seems like it's literally built for e-commerce. Um, and I've been looking around thinking, okay, what can we do? What product can we do to scale this business to take us to the next level? How can we hit everybody in the US? We don't need, you know, there's... Some people aren't going to wear an everyday California t-shirt because you know what? They they are hardcore Texas or whatever it is, right? Which is totally fine. They're not our customer base. I'm not worried about it. California is big enough for us. But in order to expand, to grow, to get that national reach, a consumer packaged goods like sunscreen can be sold anywhere in the country. I mean, Hawaiian Tropic. Does anybody not wear Hawaiian Tropic because it says Hawaii yeah. on it? No, I live on the not. East Coast. I can't wear Hawaiian Tropic. Can't wear Hawaiian Tropic. Yeah. So, so that that works for us. Um, and then you know, it's really about that scalability, right? Um, we can create a product that is you, you're going to use it once, and if you like it, you're going to buy it again, right? And you're going to continue to buy that product into the future. You're going to use it as much as possible. And we're going to have you as a customer for life. We're going to have a, a higher um, lifetime value. Um, we're going to potentially have uh, options for, for subscription-based. Uh, we're going to be able to expand that product line. So not just a 30 SPF and a 50 SPF spray, but a 30 lotion, a 50 lotion, and you get into a 70. And then you have a face sunscreen, and then you have a stick. And then that's where we can get into after sun care, um, which uh, I'm hoping to call uh, a California tan in your hand. 
Uh, so, yeah. so if you can, if you can create a, um, an environmentally friendly, uh, even spray on tan, uh, whatever that may be, the, the product options are, are endless. Yeah. Um, the lifetime values are higher. Uh, the subscription opportunities are massive. Um, that's our, that's our, uh, our going to be, I believe our big winner when it comes to e-commerce, we've learned so much by selling apparel online, which is the hardest thing I would, you could probably oh, speak to yeah. that. Yeah. We were talking about that. The apparel is so hard because you've got to always be reinventing things and you don't really know. I mean, you guys are really good designers and you guys have an eye for what's cool, but you don't really know, right? Like you may design some board shorts that you think are cool, but then people don't buy them, right? Like the apparel is so challenging mm-hmm. where, yeah, you, you could have that same formula of sunscreen and sell it forever, right? Maybe yeah. just change the pack, change a few little things yeah. here and there, but sell it forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, it's it's one size fits all, right? So even that shirt that you're wearing right there, the El Clasico, which is our you know legacy design. Um, so I've got that t-shirt in six different colors for men. Um, and through that, we have small, medium, large, extra large, double extra large, right? So I've got five sizes uh, for each six colors. Uh, so just think about how many SKUs that is. Inventory management, One, the challenge. Inventory yeah. management, dealing with manufacturing, um, everything. Logistically, the retail apparel and online apparel game is just... It's just hard. <laughs> it's just it is, hard. It's so hard. And uh, I couldn't be more excited to get into. I mean, we're we're obviously the brand is always going to be here, and that's why we're bringing in a big, bigger team and a better team to make us better. But I couldn't be more excited to create like a really, um, a really good consumer package. Um, yep. yep. I, I love it, man. I love it. Yep. I'm really excited for it. Excited to test it. Excited to see it. I've seen some of the early materials and the video and stuff. It's an awesome story. I think it's going to do really, really well. So when can we expect, and obviously we won't hold you to it, yeah, uh, yeah. when can we expect um, the, the sunscreen? Well, unfortunately, I mean, it was going to be this year. Uh, I don't know if everybody heard, but there is a, a global pandemic. that. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that has pushed our timeline. Uh, we'll be launching in, in spring of 2021. Um which is okay. It's given us more time to to nail everything down and just get better, um, get our marketing better, uh, get our messaging better, um, get our products better, um, everything. So we're stoked. Um, spring 2021 will be uh, Everyday California Sunscreen. We'll be all over the place. Awesome. I love it. Uh, we'll, let's kind of wrap up with maybe just some, some words of, of wisdom, uh, pitfalls to avoid, things like that. And, and I guess the way we can kind of frame this are, it would be, when do you think people go wrong when it comes to licensing deals or line extension and, and any, any, any words of advice that you would give to the entrepreneur that's saying, man, I really want to, want to extend my brand. I either want to get into apparel or I want to get into this or that. Uh, what would you say to them? Uh, I would hold off as long as possible. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, I would take your time. I've, 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 Look, I'll be 10... Well, Everyday California will be have its 10-year anniversary on November 1st, um, which is wild. Uh, I dove into a lot of things really quickly and made a lot of mistakes early on and, and fell flat on my face. Um, it's taken me a long time to uh, to gain patience. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. Um, patience has has been something I've needed to learn. Um, and I think if if you're going to jump into something else, I would evaluate it more times than you can imagine and wait and and let it sit. And then if you are going to do something, uh, like we said before, um, lawyer up, get the best lawyers you can. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're, you're making the right deal um, for yourself. And and if there is a deal on the table, know that they're always going to be, a, there'll be another deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, Dude, there'll I be another deal. That's huge. Like be willing to walk away. Be willing to make that tough decision. Be willing to walk away. Yeah. Be willing to delay something if that's going to be what's best. Like don't, I think sometimes we can get emotionally wrapped up into our decisions and like you have yeah. to check that at the door. Be willing to walk away, be willing to postpone things. You'd be one to yeah. make those, those tough decisions for sure. Yeah, it's funny because you, you think that in, it, it just a quick side note, in business that I had to learn that patience as well, not just with licensing deals or collaborations or, or opportunities. Um, but, you know, when, I, when we first started, I always thought that uh, things could be done quicker, right? You have an idea, you need something done, you make a phone call, you send an email, we need this done now. You know, why is this going to take, uh, why is this taking a week to get done? Um, or it should take a week, it should take a couple of days, and then it takes a, a month or two months. Everything in business I have pretty much learned takes twice as long as you expect it to take. So, yep. so that patience is is really across the board, just learning that patience. Yes, you want to push everybody, uh, but some things, uh, some things speed just, there's not a lot of speed. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, going a little bit slower up front is going to allow you to really accelerate on the back end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so having having the wisdom to discern that as well. So yeah. that's that's awesome, man. This has been a ton of fun. Uh, love yeah. talking about your brand and your business. So if people want to just follow what you're doing, which I, I highly recommend, you know, one of the best things we can do as entrepreneurs is watch other successful entrepreneurs. So where can people learn more about Everyday Cali? And can they can we get on like a wait list or notification list about the <laughs> screen? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're going to be dropping a lot of that stuff this fall. Uh, We'll be talking about the sunscreen. We'll be building up for it. Um, So you can follow us at Everyday California on Instagram or Everyday California on Facebook. Um, And check us out at everydaycalifornia.com. And uh, yeah, if anybody ever has any questions or wants to reach out, I'm I'm always available. And and my email is just chris at everydaycalifornia.com. So it's it's pretty easy to find me. (laughs) Awesome. Chris Lynch, ladies and gentlemen, bringing it. Chris, we appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. So as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners. What would you like to hear more of? Give us some show ideas. Give us some feedback. Also, if you feel so inclined, we'd love that five-star review on iTunes. That helps other people discover the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.